This episode is brought to you by Podbean, the easiest, most affordable option to get started in podcasting. Stay tuned to hear how you can get your first month of Podbean for free. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Committed Critics, a pop culture podcast where we're not only committed to our opinions, but also each other. Aww. I'm Kevin Lau. I'm Ryan Davis. And I'm Zachary Wright. And I can't believe you mother... No, I'm not going to say it. Drag me into this bullshit. What What about mothers, Zach? <laughs> I'll say it, Kevin. I, I, I'm the editor of this one. I'll bleep it. You mother <laughs> <laughs> You dragged me oh, into this. Oh, man. Mother fudgers. You wanted this. You wanted this, Zach. <laughs> and we're talking about the goddamn Snyder Cut. Woo! Woo! Snyder Cut. Four hours of Justice League. Nonstop. My and dream so come true. Mark. Oh my god, it was nonstop oh, for sure. So yeah, we're talking about Snyder Cut, and by Snyder Cut we mean Zack Snyder's Justice League, which released on HBO Max uh, just last month, as um, when the episode comes out uh, a few weeks ago, like literally like a week ago when we uh, as of recording this. Um, so we will have some spoiler-free thoughts in the beginning, but we're going to dive straight into spoilers at the end if you haven't seen it listen to our spoiler free talk spoiler free talk and then um judge it with whether or not you want to see it there and then we'll just you know <laughs> listen to our spoiler you free do talk. you man it's <laughs> listen to our spoiler free talk just, just listen to our spoiler free talk and then think about maybe should i watch four hours and then realize you don't want to watch four hours of it and then go into the spoiler full talk oh, no man. and then and then maybe we'll be like oh maybe this sounds good maybe we'll, we'll, we'll watch four hours but you know Let's just start off spoiler free. What are your thoughts on the film? And Zach, let's just go ahead and start with you. All right. First of all, I'll we'll put the my negativity to the Snyderverse aside, obviously. So I am happy that Zack Snyder was able to complete his vision, given the tragedy he had to face and everything. Like that's the biggest thing from this. Mm-hmm. Like, thank God, like someone like with this artistic vision and like wanted to get his vision across to the audience and the medium he was making this for. And I'm really glad that Warner brothers was able to let that, ha- let that happen for him. Like, because we know studios are all about making a quota and making money at the end of the day. And I'm just glad they were able to give him a little bit more money so he could finish it the way he wanted it. Yeah. It's a long, tedious, tedious four hours. Don't say anything. Uh, Kevin, shut up. Tedious, Kevin, shut up. Kevin, shut up. Know. Kevin, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. This is your spotlight. Go. Yeah, thank Go, you. Zach. Thank you. <laughs> there are choices I don't agree with, obviously, but we'll get into the spoilers. But overall, like the pacing is actually well done for four hours. Like, yeah, anything four hours is going to feel like four hours. Even with Endgame, right? We watched it a couple weeks ago. Like it still felt like three hours. That's just how I sit. I can't sit still for three hours. <clears throat> but the pacing is well done for the four hour mark. Halfway through is when I think I got up, went pee for the first time. I didn't take a break every six parts or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. They added more things back in that Joss Whedon had taken out, which was definitely a plus and impacts a lot of different characters, which makes it a lot better. Again, there's some other minute, like minute choices that he puts back in. It was kind of like, okay, why? Um, But overall, like three and a half, four out of five, like it's not like terrible like like i think kevin summed up the best but the best part time when he told me about it like after he watched it the first time was it's a giant comic book crossover tie-in event 
it's really the best example of that and about how like a comic book can be mm-hmm. translated into the medium of cinema. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'll, we'll dig more on that particular idea in the spoiler filled par- portion. Yeah. Um, but Ryan, what are your spoiler free thoughts on Snyder cut? Okay. So I know me and Zach had mentioned, like it's not a lot of people on t- social media are like, this is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> I think it is a really good movie. It's not, as Zach uh, eloquently put it uh, to me earlier, it's not the second coming of Christ. But no, no, no. <laughs> second coming of Superman, right? <laughs> you gotta get the, Sorry, you I gotta get the Super- God. It is the second coming of Christ. Whoa! <laughs> but I will say I very much enjoyed it. I'm already a DC fanboy. Uh, surprisingly, I didn't feel the four hours. I felt it more in the beginning than I did towards like, yes. the middle and the end. I agree, Ryan, the, yes. In the be- beginning, I was like, Huh, well, we gotta do all the setup and everything. But as, like, as after probably the Amazon attack, because I felt like that took forever. To oh my god. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm getting I triggered. Like, I don't care about these Amazons. Yeah. They, they <laughs> aren't consequential. Just take the damn box and let's move on. Like, mm-hmm. after the Amazon attack, that's where I was starting to, like, lose kind of my steam. Also, I was watching this at, like, midnight. So I started mm-hmm. at midnight. So I didn't finish till 4 a.m. But, um,. Yeah, no, I enjoyed it very much. Um, surprise, like I said, four hours did not feel it towards the end, and I usually don't like watching, you know, forty-five minute shows. So, I'm surprised I got through mm-hmm. it all. Yeah. Um, I very much like what they did with some of the characters in this versus what they did in the original. Um, but then there's also some things, uh, certain musical choices I do not like in this uh, movie. <laughs> Um, yeah, that was a really open Zach, theme. when you edit this, you better cue that music in. <laughs> I hope we don't get copyright struck for it. <laughs> I, I, think it I think it might actually be a copyright-free thing. Oh my god, yes. I was just like, I, I was, <laughs> by the end of the movie, I was like, if I hear this song one more time, I'm going to shoot myself. <laughs> like, it, it, it was just getting annoying at that point. It got annoying after like the first like five times, and then by... By the end, I was just like, I cannot do this anymore. But overall, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I'll probably watch it again at some point. Obviously not like now because, you know, it's four hours. But like I will probably watch it right. again at some point because I did very much enjoy this movie. And I really wish we could get more like, you know, a continuation of this like sequels. I want mm-hmm. more of the Snyderverse. I don't want whatever we're about to get. I will admit, at the very end of it, when I was like saying that like, to the epilogue, I was like, man, I do kind of want to see his next two movies, like Justice League 2 and Justice League 3, because I've read like the spoilers, what happens for it. And I'm like, then I thought about it for a long, hard second. I'm like, no, we don't need mm-hmm. that at all. <laughs> no, nah, I yeah. want it. No, I want I, it. I, I'm... Mm, hashtag, I can... I'm I'm like on the fence, but uh, my spoiler-free review. Yeah, go ahead, Kevin. Uh, a little, mean a little bit more the uh, background. I, I mean, obviously, I think it's significantly better than when we had version of what we had right. before with the Joss Whedon cut. Um, it is still essentially it is still basically the same movie, uh, same story. The main story is still the same. It's just under a different context, and obviously with more character uh, time devoted to it. And the ending is different as well. Uh, but just not drastically. Uh, but I do think it's just better overall. Um, I am a fan of Man of Steel and Batman v Superman. Um, the extent, the Ultimate Edition, not the theatrical edition. Um, there is, and this this version of Justice League gave me the closure I was wanting 
uh, back when the theatrical version was released. I wasn't, I'm not like, I wasn't one of those, I, we talked about in the podcast before in an earlier episode, yeah. where it's like, I'm not like a huge, like, oh, b- 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 release the Snyder Cut fanboy or anything like that. I think it was just, I think it was a stupid movement, um, especially with how toxic it got yes. uh, in the community. Um, but it was, but you know, I, I fully agree with directors ha- wanting to get their, ha- getting their, um, their vision for the film but and i think it's wrong for studios to take away that vision just for the the sake of profit and not really anything else um and then you know as i've you know i've looked up behind the scenes interviews and stuff like that and Zack snyder seems like just a genuinely great guy um you know he just every you know i never see anything problematic about him Uh, uh, some of his movies yeah i mean obviously yeah yeah, well okay so apparently with snucker uh, sucker punch uh the theatrical version cut out the theme of the movie. Um, so the, there is an extended cut that actually has the theme of the movie in it, which um, uh, is like uh, uh, critiques okay. uh, the type of movie the uh, Sucker Punch theatrical version is. I haven't seen it yet. I've only read an article about it. So I will, uh, Zach, once I watch the, the movie, I will let you know my thoughts on that. Well, we'll, we'll come back to this episode and have Kevin put an apology at the end and be like, look, I'm sorry. I was wrong about Sucker Punch. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like, the, the article is there. I, so, Kevin's like, don't you know, cancel me, by please. The please, no. Not over Sucker Punch. <laughs> Not over a movie I haven't seen. <laughs> um, I don't even know what this movie is, so. Oh, that's actually surprising. Um, but yeah, no, this is... Uh, so, I mean, that when I watched the theatrical version of of uh, Joss Whedon's um, Justice League, I would I felt I felt I don't, I don't want to say betrayed, like I was owed something, but it was just kind of like I was looking forward to see what the next step would be after Batman v Superman, and then right. like the just Joss Whedon version is kind of like craps on it, um, and on very un, un, in a way that like I felt like was not very fair, kind of like Rise of Skywalker compared to the Last Jedi. Fair enough. Like yeah. understand like why people didn't like the last Jedi. I understand why people didn't like Batman v Superman, but like you didn't have to do what you did in the sequel, uh, just to like, you know, make those fans feel unwanted. Right. Um, but you know, even if you didn't like man of steel or Batman v Superman, because I can see, I can agree with that. They are kind of unfun movies. Um, justice league is a fun movie. Uh, it is, there's a lot of action and excitement to it. There's a lot of, there's a lot of great dramatic conflict going on. Mm-hmm. It's um, I do like obviously there. It's four hours long. Like Zach said, you're gonna feel those four hours. Um, especially I felt it like in in the transition of the second and third hour of the film, and then like the start of the climax. I mean, it was just it's just action set pieces. I was kind of like a little draining, dra- feeling drained a little bit. But then once they started talking again, I was kind of into it. Um, uh, and then I lo- I absolutely love the ending. Um, but, All right, but let's overall, get into spoilers real quick since you're on yeah. the ending part. I think here's our but yeah, spoiler. I just want to say four out of five for me. If you want to uh, watch it, go ahead, watch I didn't it. Get, I didn't get my ranking, but I also give it a four out of five. Nice, cool, yeah. And now this is spoiler territory. So if you haven't seen it, or if you don't care about, uh, or if you do, yeah, what's what's what am I thinking about? Oh, if you have seen the movie and you don't, or if you don't care about spoilers. Feel free to listen on if you haven't seen the movie and don't want to be spoiled. Well, bye. <laughs> All right. So um, it's crazy Aquaman so kills yeah, Amber Heard, right, guys? What did you say, what? Zach? I said it's crazy Aquaman kills Amber Heard. 
So oh man, it's so nuts. Nah, just kidding. Like, that's a fake spoiler. If you're if you're not here for spoilers, bird. get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now they're out. Okay, uh, so Zach, you want to lead this one again? Oh uh, yeah. So for me, the biggest thing that I liked was like reincorporating Cyborg's story back into the film because he is the heart and soul of the film. Mm-hmm. Like he really is. His story right. being cut from the Whedon version is just abhorrent, and really, it doesn't make any sense. Like. Even like adding a. Oh yeah, like you. I have no idea how you watch the four-hour version and be like, "Yeah, we're cutting out Cyborg's version." It's like, right. unless you. I, I mean, obviously, like there's there was conflict behind the scenes. Well, like, I totally understand um, why like, so. you would get rid of like the like the flash part, like where he saves Iris, like that. Okay, for time, you just gotta kind of yeah. introduce Barry Allen. But there's a lot with Cyborg because he's connected to the Mother Boxes. And with mm-hmm. Silas studying the mother boxes, I just it just doesn't make sense like story, theme, anything yeah. in imagination. I would, I would argue that this is actually Cyborg's movie. Like this is yeah. Cyborg's origin story. No, I, I agree, mean that's yeah. usually what the Justice League stories are nowadays. Is it's Cyborg's origin? Like even the New Fifty Two, literally mm-hmm. Cyborg was created, and mm, then like that's true. Getting a New Fifty Two. Yeah, no, so I the the glowing the shining star is Cyborg for sure, without a doubt. And then honestly, like this film actually And Ray ca- Fisher did such a fantastic job in the role too. Yeah, no, I agree. Ray Fisher knocked out the park. That poor man, oh my goodness. Um But <laughs> this film actually made me love like Ben Affleck as Batman and Jeremy Irons Alfred. Mm-hmm. Like I was wa- sitting there watching him, I'm like, man, I kinda wanna see a Batman movie with him. Like I kinda wanna see him take on Deathstroke at the end of this. Mm-hmm. But, like, it won't really make sense in anything, like, context-wise. But, like, just their, like, just mm-hmm. uh, Ben Affleck and Jeremy Irons' is like, chemistry and, like, their repertoire on screen was so fun. One of us. One of us. Yeah, sh- I sh- mean, sh- sh- you, you get more of it if you watch the Ultimate Edition of Batman v Superman. Because it is, because yeah. what, what I love about the Extended Edition of Batman v Superman is that it does really flesh out the characters. Whereas the theatrical version was just information plot information plot i don't think um, i ever went or got around to watching the ultimate cut of batman v superman yeah. i mean it's like it's like three and a half hours long Oof. so i don't blame you um but it does if you're if, if if you want but it does when i watched it i was like oh i get what the movie was trying yeah. to do now and then like you know the, it really just it just you know it's a whole other movie okay. like, and i know like there's a bunch of like people were re- responding to it on social media is like everyone loved the extended version of batman v superman they're like oh they're like i get it now like this is amazing yeah. it is amazing like such strong character work uh in that film it's just unfortunately it was cut out of the theatrical version right yeah for and time. yeah for time uh no but like the uh, ben affleck and jeremy iron's chemistry was great i loved it uh ryan what, what was one of your things you liked uh for this movie i'll probably say i mean i did and i also enjoyed ben affleck and uh and Jeremy Irons, Alfred, like that was pretty good. I also enjoyed. Uh, I don't know. I feel like we. Um, I enjoyed what I got with Superman. I wish there had been more. I agree. But I enjoyed what I mm-hmm. got because that was like because this Superman I liked it just because he, yeah he pops in he knows he's the toughest one there he's knows he's gonna be stepping with it, it was less cheesy than joss whedon's version when he just pops in and is like i'm a big fan of truth no nah, that line is so much better than the one they gave him in the cider cut i'll stand by that to a t yeah i will just the, the just like, not I, impressed I, I, i'm like i don't that what the other one where it was in the joss whedon cut where he's like truth i'm a big fan of truth and justice i'm like yeah let's I, go that's a let's go I, moment man i grown that no that is that was not 
Oh, that was not. I'm Superman. I'm in the middle with both of you because I think there are elements of Superman in Joss Whedon's cut that I actually like. Yes, I wanted from Zack Snyder's cut, um, and then like you know, there's stuff I like from Zack Snyder's cut, but also like felt like it didn't quite live up to the idea of Superman as well. I agree. Like yeah. that's how um, I felt. Like that line where him and were uh, him and Cyborg after they stopped the mother boxer and they're just laughing. Like I liked that. Mm-hmm. I liked his kind of like kind of joking back with Barry, like, oh, I can move faster than you can, kind of deal, but, like, I like that from the Whedon cut, but, like, from the Snyder cut, I en- I enjoyed that kind of, I can beat little, I can, because li- it's, it's been established that this Superman is a little bit more tougher, because apparently in mm-hmm. this DC universe, murder is just allowed to all Superman. <laughs> oh, yeah. Murder's allowed, <laughs> Batman's over here shooting is everyone. God. <laughs> I was like, Bam, I was like, usually in the in DC universe, it's just Wonder Woman who's okay with killing. Maybe Aquaman, but usually just Wonder Woman. No, mm-hmm. in, in Snyderverse, everyone is just a mass murderer. Like, over here, Batman's pulling out guns out of the wazoo, <laughs> blowing up parody. Wonder ends. Woman vaporizes a man in front of some oh, children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was insane. <laughs> okay, yeah. but I do, I love, I want to say though, real quick while we're on that topic, I love the choreography for Wonder Woman. Yes. Um, the, her fight choreography is amazing. That was like, awesome. Props to whoever her stunt choreographer is. I agree, 100%. Kevin, uh, uh, Ryan, did you want to wrap up what you, what you liked about this real quick? I'm sorry. Um, yeah, so, oh yeah, I'm, go ahead. I just enjoyed the, I enjoyed the battle scenes. I enjoyed the kind of teamwork more mm-hmm. because going into that final battle, it felt more like they were a team than how it was in the other scene. Because in the other one, it's just like, it's just Aquaman <laughs> being like, yeah, I don't, we're all going to die. But like, you're great. You're all great people because he has the lasso of truth. And I was just like, huh. <laughs> like, here's the thing. After watching the original Justice League, I was okay. Like, I was not happy. Yeah. But I was okay. Now, having watched this, I'm like, okay, I'm perfect now. I, I'm, I'm satisfied. I just want more now. <laughs> mm-hmm. For yeah. sure. Yeah, I mean, the one thing I really love, and I feel like I'm in the minority on this one, uh, is that I really love Ezra Miller as Barry Allen. Um, you know, <laughs> I've seen people I've seen people on social media like, oh, it's just like great value, Tom Holland. I'm like, I, I like Tom Holland as Spider-Man too, but I feel like his character <laughs> isn't very well written. And like, you know, obviously he's stuck with like directors that don't do work, don't work very well with characters. Yeah. They're more of just spe- visual directors. Um, so I mean, with, with Ezra Miller, I felt like he was just a really well-rounded character and Grant Gustin is cool as flash on the CW. Uh, he's great for that as well. But once again, Ezra Miller, it just feels more well-rounded and he, he, his performances evoked empathy from me at the right moments. Like in that climax, when he got hit, even though it's like kind of like a graze, I was like, Oh man, I feel for him. I hope he's going to be okay. <laughs> um, and then like how his, his, um, him him being ready to like just break time in order to save the world i was like i felt that moment um and of course we, there's going to be another critique i have about the character that we will talk after the break but i just like seeing the flash with Zack snyder's visual flair is like a dream come true like i love yeah. the flash comics um like you know all his slow-mo scenes like you know i know people like kind of hate slow-mo i i personally think it's a great thing that's a whole topic whole discussion for another time um kevin i agree uh, with you i think the visual aesthetic that Zack snyder gave to flash in this movie is a f- amazing like oh yeah it's, there's so much attention to detail with it yes too. it's really cool there are some choices he has that i'm just kind of like well mm-hmm. you, you could have made us a whole lot better by not doing that 
but right. we'll get in that uh, but like, we'll get into it was just kind of like one thing yeah. <laughs> out, of, out of like the the 20 that were there so it, it still passes um but Ooh. yeah it's just you oof, amazing the flash dome when like we see it in real time mm-hmm. and we see all his at that when he's catching the rocks man dude i love that shot it was amazing um but that's what i'm gonna say for now we're gonna take a quick break and when we come back we're gonna be a little more nitpicky about it but don't worry we're we i think we do have a a love for this movie that i want to explore starting a podcast try a podbean unlimited hosting plan it's what we use here at committed critics giving us the opportunity to have our show on pandora iHeartRadio, and even spotify you can get your first month of unlimited hosting for free on us by going to podbean.com slash committed crits, just like our Twitter, or by clicking the link in the description. Podbean, the easiest, most affordable option to get started in podcasting. And we're back to Committed Critics talking about Snack Zack Snyder. Snack Snyder. Snack Snyder. Zack Snyder's Justice League. Ooh, Zack, keep it in. Don't edit it out. No, please. I'm keeping that. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can. Wonder Woman music comes in. Um, <laughs> uh, so, th- so now we're going to go a little bit of nitpicky. Uh, we're going to try and find. We're going to talk about the one thing we didn't like about Zack Snyder's Justice League because, you know, no movie's perfect. Can I go first? Especially not this one. Can I go first? Um, yes, Zack, you can go first. <laughs> perfect. I'm with you there, Zack. That goddamn ancient lamentation <laughs> hymn. Every time Gal Gadot graces the screen with her presence, we just hear this Grecian hymn, and I don't get it. I, yeah, I, I don't get I, it either. Like I, I understood it, like the it, first couple times, but like after the, that, I was like, every time she does something cool, even when she goes to like finally kill Steppenwolf, it still plays and ruins it. Ruins it all for me. So I was like, I oh. love that they have um, in the subtitles it's ancient lament, ancient lamentation hymn. I went oh, back yeah. and found it. That's why I got it in quotes here. <laughs> and I was, and I'm just watching this, and I'm just like, it, it, like it, the entrance in the bank robber scene in the original version. They start playing the original Wonder Woman theme. They got the, you know, the drums, yeah. Whatever. And yeah. then in the new version, it just starts off with that, and I'm like, huh? Yeah, it's a. Uh, I was like, is, is she one. about to like go like bless their souls? <laughs> yeah, I I didn't quite get it. Um, but it wasn't just Wonder Woman; it was all the Amazons. It played the entire it time. Played the entire a time lot. we were on like the Mascara, it yeah. just played constantly. For me, there's yeah, I don't have left and right, and you just hear. Aah! For my, yeah, nitpicks, I don't think there was really a defense for that. Yeah. <laughs> it just kind of like you could, you didn't need this. <laughs> and I think there's a lot of choices, like similar to this, for example, like every time Wonder Woman comes on screen, you don't need it. Zack Snyder, you could taking that out. Like there's just some things, like so when Barry saves Iris from the car flipping over, awesome mm-hmm. scene. He taps the glass, it shatters. He runs through it mm-hmm. all in slow motion. And that's, our, that's like one of his great uses of slow motion is in this scene. And then he kind of creeps on Iris for like five seconds. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. And he grabs a hot dog because he's going to, I assumed he was going to need it later because he's hungry, but he uses uh-huh. it for the dogs. So that, that was kind of smart. But I'm like, all right, whatever. But then he starts creeping yeah, on was, Iris. And I'm like, I thought it was, I thought it was fun. Uh, I'm wondering, like, uh, mi- purposely misreading the t- subtext of him looking at Iris and there's hot dogs all around him. 
Um, no, because he clearly <laughs> he clearly plays oh, with her hair. Symbolism. No, he clearly plays with her hair. So he was creeping on her for sure. Oh yeah, but the hot dogs. And then he grabs the hot dogs and runs back. And I'm like, okay, whatever. It's like if you would just got rid of the creeping on Iris part, would have been fine. <laughs> like, oh yeah, totally. fantastic. Like that scene could have been an A plus. But since he added in that little part, it's like a C plus for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like seeing Darkseid get like an axe shoved into his neck by Ares. <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, he can be beaten. <laughs> like, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm not really scared of Darkseid anymore. <laughs> it's like Wonder Woman killed Ares, so, but Ares just... By the, by the properties of rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was one of the scenes. I was, like, I, I was like, I think we needed some of it, but not all of it. That one is one that, yeah. like, that could be tri- trimmed down by like a lot. Yeah, and there are just some things that, like, Joss Whedon did this movie dirty, don't get me wrong, but there are a couple elements, like, Trimming down the Themyscira like attack from Steppenwolf, I think that was a good idea because this one goes on for a long time, a very long time. And then the other thing, like Kevin, I agree. I like Ezra Miller as Barry. He's a different incantation of Barry Allen. Right, I understand your gripes with him, but we'll get into those in a second. I like how in the sack in the Joss Whedon version, Batman's teaching him just save one person. That mm-hmm. idea, I liked it a lot. I wish that would have been carried over to Zack Snyder's version. However, I know right. that wasn't Zack Snyder's original intention, so therefore it wouldn't be in his version. But damn, if we got like an ultimate cut of their like meshing of all the good ideas from both, not a bad mm-hmm. idea. So like, yeah, no, I agree with that. It's like whenever you get the line Barry, just save one person. When Batman teaches him that in the canal or in the mm-hmm. sewer, or whatever, that would have been a great payoff when he literally saves everyone <laughs> going back in time. Yeah. It- yeah, I think it's not it's not a situation where like no, we should re- like replacing Barry's arc, but rather just meshing the two arcs into one thing. Because I think they they go hand in hand together really well. Right. Yeah, and then I don't know. For me, like it was weird seeing like good Superman in the black suit, and then when we go to the nightmare sequence, he's in his like happy suit, like blue and red. Yeah. I'm like, I get <laughs> it. Like I understand. Like that's not comic accurate. So yeah, you did it right, Zach. But like for me, it just make more sense to flop it. But like whatever, that's just me. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I agree with flipping it too. That's just me getting the weeds. Because it was getting that weird... It was getting that build of like, oh, Superman's back and he's wearing the black suit. like, oh, this kind of... I'm like, that's not really Superman, though. Like, that's not <laughs> it, the real it was, Superman. Exactly. It, it's literally fan service because everyone yeah. was like, why doesn't he be- be- come back to life and have the black suit? I'm like, in the comics, he had the black suit because it was like, it absorbed solar radiation faster or something right. like that. Yeah. That was it. Like, he... Like, I when he... At the end, when he pulls off the like this his suit to go take off as Superman, I expected to see the red, blue, and yellow yeah. again. And then mm-hmm. I was like, wait, he still has the black one? I'm like, so is this just going to be his permanent right. suit for some reason? That yeah, because like, he even showed him walk past his like his suit from Man of Steel. So I was like, oh, is, are we going to get like a Christopher Reeve looking suit? Mm-hmm. Like, but, you know, obviously modernized. Like, that's, I mean, I was kind of like, oh, yeah, like hyping it up in my right. head. And then it's like, oh, okay. I guess the black suit's kind of But cool, overall, like my biggest nitpick, like we guys said, like, um, like with this timing and pacing of the movie before, like when I got to like the sewer battle, like it basically plays beat for beat from the like theatrical cut. And I just, yeah. I really zoned it out at that point. I just assumed it's the exact same. And so that was really There's like slight changes. So there were slight changes, obviously like Barry not falling into Wonder Woman's breast. Like good, good idea. Let's yeah. not do that. <laughs> um, but like, that's where I started like losing interest and I really zoned out for a little bit. But like after that point to the end, that's where I was kind of like all in for like, that's where like the movie shines for me is in that last like, oh yeah, four part four, part five ish. Mm-hmm. Everything before that, just like, it's very slow and tedious. And that's where I kind of lose interest with all that setup. But 
I've talked right. for a lot. Yeah, no, because like the first half of the movie is just all set up, and the second half right. is all payoff. Right. I've talked a lot. Ryan, Kevin, one of you, go ahead next. Uh, Ryan, do you want to go first? Uh, well, second. Uh, one thing you just didn't like about the movie? Oh, uh, one thing. Can I say two? Sure. Uh, I'm sure. I mean, one of them is very short. Uh, it's okay. Um, no one has a secret identity in this universe. No, nope, um, not at all. They're mm-hmm. screaming names out like it's well, the Barry MC- does. No, they're, they're screaming names out like it's the MCU. The amount of people who now know Superman oh, as Clark Kent <laughs> is just like, is like Clark, 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 Clark. I'm like, well, everyone knows <laughs> Clark Kent is Superman. At least everyone scream. Everyone knows Bruce Wayne is Batman. Yeah. At least one one's like, a little smart about it and calls him Kal El. And I'm like, okay, yeah. no one will know that. But like, you got Bruce and Lois just yelling Clark, and I'm like, okay, guys, come on. It's like. <laughs> Really, and then he's gonna come back to work the next day, and everyone's gonna be like, "Clark, hey, you came back to life." Superman came up. Oh, that's yeah. what they meant by Clark. And then it's like, and then Bruce Wayne over here <laughs> just walking around saying, "I'm Batman" to every single person. He walks into this town. Yeah, they obviously they might not understand perfect English, but you just screamed out, "I'm Batman!" Listen, I don't think they really Walk- care because that woman sniffed Aquaman's sweater for far too long, so they have other priorities to worry about. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that all, was another part i was like this is weird i was just like can i was like in the dc universe super secret identities were a big thing they're no longer a big thing because now everyone knows batman is bruce wayne uh everyone mm-hmm. clark kent literally revealed the super, his secret identity to the world that's a whole thing in comics now but like in this movie i was just like no everyone knows who everyone is at this point but uh, my big, mm-hmm. I, I also I didn't like Barry as much. I'm sorry, Kevin. Um, Rip. It was here's the thing. I liked Barry when he wasn't talking. Any single time he he made words, I was just I was very much like a slightly just uh, okay. Here we go. Like Rip. with it, it was like the few lines I liked was like you know when they all disappear from Jim Gordon when he's. Um, Kind of when he's trying to, I can't remember, but like I was just very much annoyed with Barry a lot throughout the movie, especially because mm-hmm. he was kind of whining any single time he took a hit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, look, there's yeah. a dude over here who's literally just in a bat costume, getting knocked into buildings and everything, thrown all <laughs> over the place, and you take one little laser bolt and you're like, I gotta heal, can't move, and I'm like, he's he doesn't have super strength or durability. I mean, yeah, but, like, this the thing is, like, I mean, one, isn't he supposed to have that little, like, kind of charge around him to make it, so, like, that's, uh, I don't know. Either way, he healed all, really uh, good, he healed oh, enough oh. to go back in time, so that was a more, like, mind-blowing thing for me. <laughs> I mean, and, and like, well, that's the thing, mm-hmm. all the stuff with the Flash is cool. I Like I said, anytime Barry wasn't talking, I was impressed with the Flash. But anytime he talked, and it was, I hear Ezra Miller like kind of like, it's just it's, it's, he sounded so whiny, and I was just like, mm-hmm. I know Flash is supposed to be the kid of the family, like, but I don't know, it's just like he felt a little bit too much of a child in this, compared to like the fact that like yeah, that's fair. Everyone else is like, I'm like they're because they're, they're, they weren't talking about like oh we're having a kid save the world, and I I I immediately thought they were talking about Barry, and I was like oh they're talking about Cyborg. But I'm like, my immediate, <laughs> my immediate thought was Barry, because Cyborg is acting more like an adult this entire movie than Barry is at all. No, Cyborg is very much acting like a child. I'm not going to lie here. I, <laughs> but for, I did not oh, see so that. But I for think, right reasons. I think 
I think um, Barry is like a college or just fresh out of college, whereas yeah, um, Cyborg is still in high school. Yes. Yeah, but like I didn't get that feeling from Cyborg. I be like I get it. He's uh, he's angsty because he's, he's been really, traumatized. Yeah, he yeah, traumatized. Yeah, 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 he's traumatized slack. and everything. So, but like he's still at like I don't know. He just acted more like an adult the entire movie. Like he made mm-hmm. like his wisecracks. He made he had the kind of smug teen teen attitude. But it was mm-hmm. Barry who I felt like was just a kid the entire time. He's like. Fair. He's like, oh my gosh, you're the Batman. And he's like, oh shh, we're not supposed to talk about that. I'm like, what are you on right now? I mean, fair, but also like Cyborg is pissed off his dad the entire time. I'm like, okay, get over it. He saved your life. Like, come I on. I would be too. Like, Dude, come on. his entire body Yeah, no, I feel like the hatred of his dad was justified. And then well, like, you know, obviously it was, you know, that's part of the art. It was justified, but it went on way the, too the long. I'm like, I get it. all the time is that his, he, his dad never showed up for him in anything until he got blown up. And then... He's like, ah, oh, used him as a me- science experiment. Yeah, and then he's like, you turned me into a monster. Yeah, yeah, screw you, Dad. Kevin, what did you not like about it? Uh, I don't. So like, I can nitpick it all day long, but we kind of like covered that part. Yeah. I mean, like, the main thing was just kind of like the inclusion of Martian Manhunter, which kind of like wasn't needed. Yeah, because there there was no payoff to it. And mm-hmm. uh, when his reveal kind of negates the the best scene, Mar- Martha Kent's best scene, right? Uh, when she talks to Lois. Um, it's just kind of like it was such a such a fantastic scene, and then just kind of like negated by the fact it's like, oh, it's not actually Martha; it's actually Martian Manhunter. Whoa! Right. Um, but I do have a genuine love for this movie. It is um, I love films that feel like it is a person's vision and not from a corporation. Yeah. Uh, and this film definitely feels like a person's vision. Definitely. Um. Yeah, and it's so it's just you know I I am willing I'm very like lenient when it when when it is a person's vision because like you know and obviously it is not with ill intent in mind no. either it is a person that is has a love for these characters and wants us to love them as much as he loves them and mm-hmm. this is his own his own personal interpretation of the characters as well um, so you know and then like as we mentioned in the first half of the episode where it's like it just feels like a huge comic book event. Like, you know, with all the tie-in issues uh, as well, this, like, you know, that's why the movie is so long. And then, like, it feels like, you know, we see, like, we have the main issues going over the main story, then a tie-in issue to introduce this other character and then pull them into the series. Mm-hmm. And then it's just kind of like, they're, they're like, these other characters have their own series going on, but there's also, but they're part of this all huge main event um, tying all together, which is, I felt like, which is amazing. Um, it's just like, this is like, oh yeah, this is comic, this is big blockbuster comic book storytelling um how i would want it mm-hmm. i think more movies should be braver to be longer yeah um i think the the the, the cap the 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 corporate the corporate cap of uh movie length is um atrocious idea um because independent movies can be longer as well and foreign films as well it is i think we need to i mean i understand the reason why we let the cap exist so that way theater that way there can be like a regular uh multiple showings of a movie in a theater so that way they can get more money but also it's like we need to i want corporate cinema to take more risk i want them to let directors have their vision mm-hmm. i want them to not be so worried about um uh, the uh the uh, length caps the paycheck uh, the, the runtime yeah. of the films good luck getting that by yeah Disney. especially and especially <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But then especially if it's like, you know, he's Zack Snyder shooting this on the same budget as you would for like a 90 minute or a superhero movie. Right. Um, perhaps even less. I got to look it up to be sure. But um, 
it's you know he's you know it shows how effective he is as a filmmaker too where he is working with the same budget as like wonder woman 1984 mm-hmm. which is a two hour two 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 and a half hour movie and made four hour movie out of right. it um you know it's you know it's i agree kevin i think, I think the best I way to want more of that i think the best way to explain this would be it's an experience and like mm-hmm, in, the, definitely. in the same way that Endgame was an experience compared to Zack Snyder's Justice League, they're both different experiences. One mm-hmm. is the MCU. The other is an artistic vision of the Justice League by Zack Snyder, like one like right. one author's vision, whereas one is mm-hmm. like a conglomerate of all these different directors and of a studio's vision of these MCU characters, right? Right. And I mentioned it to you before um, that like if this was or if the, the Snyderverse was a comic book. Right. Like you know, like Superman Red Sun or mm-hmm. or some or Injustice or some other other world tie into that like that people would love. This. I think even if like, like if we had be all over for even it. if we had modern day like a modernized like 2010 like version like kind of like Iron Man with Superman and then this came out after mm-hmm. all that happened people would have loved it then it would have been something different from right. Superman. Um, exactly. I think we'll get to the point of because taking... it's because right now how it is as the modern. So go ahead. No, no, you're saying. I was just going to say, I think we'll get to the point of where more people take risks. Like, look at, like, Warner Brothers put out Zack Snyder's version. They they took a risk and they put it out there. It's getting views. Mm-hmm. It's getting streams. Ryan, to kind of contradict what you said and to call you out, like, Disney put out Endgame at three hours. And, like, mm-hmm. that's still three hours and it's way over the, usually the cap for movies. So, I mean, I think we'll get there to a point where they'll start to take more risks. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, like, you know, Marvel is starting to take more risk with their style as film. Right. Um, I don't generally want to give them credit for inventing the wheel when we already have flying cars. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's like, you know, it's more like Disney. It's, it's like Disney's like 20 years behind where cinema is at. And I don't think we should give them credit for like starting to realize to start starting to progress a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I guess I'm not giving them credit for it. I'm just more, giving them like they're the first stu- studio to put out, not the first studio to put out yeah. a three hour movie, but like the first studio to like make it more modern and make it more like acceptable. I want to say that. Right. I, I mean, I mean, Warner Brothers is, isn't isn't um, afraid of longer movies, too, because we got Lord of the Rings. Through right. Them. Yeah. We got the Harry Potter movies through them. Yeah. So had... the under. So. Go ahead, Ryan. Oh, I was going to say we've had longer movies before, like Mar. Honestly, I don't feel the three hours when I watch Endgame. It feels much shorter. Now I'm all, every single time I fin- finish, and I'm like, "Oh, it's already over." Like I, I mm-hmm. never felt the length, even when I was watching it in theaters. Yeah, I mean, because yeah, I mean, Endgame is just a really fun movie. There's always stuff going on. There's a, it's a very, it's a, it's, you know, it also has a lot of comedy too to help that make the feeling, right. uh, the pacing feel more brisk. Um, this doesn't have the comedy it's more of a drama um but like being like but like i was saying like if if or like we were saying like as long if we had a more modern take of superheroes uh, of the justice league where there's more uh, a better adaptation of the comics an actual adaptation of the yeah. comics then it'd be like oh wow like you know and then we have and now we have this alternate version as well which is really cool um but you know we don't have that uh essentially outside of you know the dark knight i guess yeah um so I mean, like, you know, I think when you watch these movies, if you or if you ever decide to rewatch these movies, go in with a mindset of these are not the characters, you know, you grew up with coming to life. This is Zack Snyder's version of the characters. This ain't your mama's um, 
a superhero. You know, it's just like, you know, with Frank Miller and uh, The Dark Knight Rises yeah. or, you know, Superman Red Sun where Superman ended up in Russia instead of America and became, you know, evil. I'm just thinking of like the um, root beer company where it's like not your father's root beer. I'm thinking like that with like superhero comics. <laughs> Essentially. But um, but yeah, you know, I I, you know, I really love Snyder's vision. I'm um, um, I'm glad that this is where it ends, because like we were talking about, we read spoilers before, but like what's supposed to happen next? And we're just like, <laughs> no, I wish it um, wasn't the end. I really don't. I think they could they could go further because I am not liking current i'm not liking where dc's in, bit going right now after, well, especially so after seeing the suicide squad trailer i do th- want to say though that um there the, this movie this movie introduces the multiverse to the cinematic unit to zack snyder's cinematic universe um because mm-hmm. i think the reason why zach you were mentioning like if, if it, like it didn't establish the multiverse uh it's like you might you think it might not have actually established the multiverse because yeah. no one was really talking about it i think that's because it was already kind of established when ezra miller showed up in the flash um in crisis and oh right yeah 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 so that that's where the big news came in at um so that's why not everyone was kind of super like whoa about this but um i i did find some articles um talking about what i'm talking what i want to talk about whereas like this opens up the universe in the dc cinematic universe where it's like um you you can have different you can have movies with the same character same actors Mm -hmm. uh but they're not necessarily the same characters we have different interpretations but like it's the same you know gal gadot is wonder woman right uh ben affleck is batman so on and so forth it just may not be like the snyderverse version of that but you don't have to worry too much about continuity so that way you get this multiple different takes on these characters and it's still like yeah these are all canon like you know yeah. to some degree um you can you know you, there is a connective tissue where the events happen uh but maybe the context is different um but you know Aquaman is still part of this universe. Wonder Woman 1984 is still part of this universe. So on and so forth. And it's just, you know, I really love it because it's like, because it, it, the, the ending of Zack Snyder's Justice League is just open-ended to let more creatives, like creative people do what they want to do with their movies. Mm-hmm. And I'm totally for that. Yeah, I mean, for me, like the ending of like the epilogue and all that stuff could, for me, could have been cut out because it doesn't really add to the ending of the Justice League like story. It just sets up mm-hmm. part two and part three that he wanted to do. So it's just like an extension of what right. here's what I wanted to do for parts two and three. So I mean, since we're not gonna get those parts two, not going to get parts two and three, he could just kind of left it out. But I guess it's his vision. I'm worried that we might not just not get a Justice League movie. Period. True. Yeah. I think it just might be solo movies for a while. But um, on that yeah. note, thank you guys for listening to committed critics uh does anyone have any final thoughts yeah and then i I, i'm looking at your notes too you already talked about the the barry allen learning to save just one person yeah um yeah and then um my final thought is the best way to watch the series in my opinion is wonder woman man of steel batman v superman ultimate edition and Zack snyder's justice league and i hope we get a blu-ray release for Zack snyder's justice league so I can just slide onto my shelf. For me, at the end of this, yeah, I'm not in love with it. Like, I probably won't ever feel a need to rewatch it unless it's we're doing something for committed critics or like I would never mm-hmm. go my own way, my own volition to watch it again. I'm not in love with it. Like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's I can see the quality in it. Do I like it? Like, that's subjective. So I mean, yeah, it's all right. Yeah. Like, I don't love it. Like I said, it's not the second coming mm-hmm. of Superman. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> and how about you, Ryan? Any final thoughts? Um, I probably will rewatch it at some point of my own mm-hmm. volition 
Um, I mean, like, it, like it's not the per it's not perfect. I want more. I don't want too many of these more solo movies. I want more Justice League over the over what else we're gonna get. Well, we'll see. We'll see. But this has been Committed Critics. Thank you so much for listening to this episode about Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um, I hope you're happy that we it's not four hours just like that movie. Thank God. <laughs> that would have been an interesting podcast. Uh, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Committed Crits. That's C-O-M-M-I-T-T-E-D-C-R-I-T-S. You can follow us on YouTube. Uh, spelled the same there as it is here and everywhere else. We've got some special content coming up soon that we'll be announcing in our next episode. Stick around for that. Ooh. Uh, support us on Patreon. It is only one or two dollars a month. It can give help a lot for the, for the show. And special thanks to our sound engineer Jordan Smearman for being awesome. And with that, we'll head on out. Bye. See ya.